Welcome to the Ball Bros. My name is Nick. I'm Jake. And I'm Sandy. Coming at you with a lot of sports and a little bit of nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. It's Friday, baby. TGIF. Tonight football was a hell of a ride, wasn't it, guys? Oh, I loved it. It was a fun game. Chiefs, Chargers. I mean, it's nice to see you guys again. Let's go ahead and mention that. But Absolutely. What a game last night. I mean, look at the the Chiefs got ahead late in that game, and I never worried about them losing the lead. Yeah, and this is probably, probably going to end up being maybe the best Thursday night game of the year. Just oh, yeah. super fun. Two great teams that are interdivisional is always more fun. So Speaking of Thursday night, I know that was a big issue with the uh, broadcasting of it. You know, I don't have a problem with it personally, but I know I there's a it. lot of people that were upset at uh Amazon Prime being the only source for the game. I thought Kirk Herbstreet was probably the worst part of it, but the rest of it was perfectly fine. It's, it's just weird hearing Kurt yes. on a on an NFL game. Not it's to mention Al yeah. Michaels on anything but you know a Sunday night game. That's mm, like hearing true. Al Michaels on a Saturday uh, 12 p.m. For uh, golf. Yeah, for yeah. like a golf or some. Yeah. It is sort of bizarre, but let's look at it for fantasy. Who is the biggest surprise for the game from you guys? I'll start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He was the guy for me who I was, you know, I was happy to see him have a big run. You know, last year he never had to play longer than 20 yards. Yeah, and that that run, it kind of, I know he was wanting to protect the ball. He but looked it, so goofy. It just, it just emphasized how he is not, he's not really an athlete. Any other top 10, 15 running back would have taken that to the house. He was jogging right. on that sideline. He got caught by two guys and he was 10 yards ahead. I will yeah. say on the contrary, my biggest thing for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and it kind of answered my question. I said, how will he be able to reciprocate week one? He didn't have the two touchdowns. He didn't even have a touchdown. But yet, he comes through eight carries, 74 yards. That's great. Super and not to efficient. mention, four carries for yeah. 44 yards. Eight exactly. points were through the air. And that's kind of all you can ask for, especially if you drafted him and like passed the fifth round. If he's getting you like 12 to 15 every game and he's in your flex – then you're super happy with that. And yeah. I didn't think I personally didn't think he was going to be that guy this year. I wouldn't jump the gun yet and sell him cuz at the end of the day I don't think you're going to be able to get as much for him still, but it's trending in the right direction. You know, he's a guy that with that performance that answers a lot of questions, you know, week 1 having two touchdowns makes your numbers a lot, of, you know, very skewed. Look at the value to the offense after two games between him and Juju. What are they going to start doing more on offense? They're going to start using Clyde more, and mm. they're going to start, you know, Juju did nothing last night. Yeah. I mean, that's just a further sentiment that he may not even be involved at any point in the year. It, and it hurts yeah. because I, you know, you both have heard me say, you know, I keep high praise on Juju. I keep thinking, hey, he's going to break through. It's not very encouraging. I right. keep fading him. You know, uh, speaking of a guy who who overperformed what we thought that he was going to do, Mike Williams. And, 25. Yeah, 25, but – the contested catches. If you watched the catches he was making, mm-hmm. seven out of eight of those were catches with a man draped on him. I mean, that I've come to just know that's what Mike Williams is. He's the best jump ball receiver in the game right now. Nothing new. And yeah. I expect – the thing is, I'm really not you know surprised. We knew Keenan Allen not playing today, or yesterday, I should say. But we knew that this was Mike Williams' game. We knew it, we knew it had to be because and he didn't do that when Mike Williams – or when um, – Kenny now left the game. He didn't do it. So this we had to see it from him, and he did it's, it. It's more about the scheme. Having a whole game to go into it saying, hey, you're going to need to be the guy to catch these balls, right. that changes things. And, you know, I'm not surprised one bit. You know, 25 wasn't even as much as I thought. You know, going into the third quarter, we thought this man might have gone for 40. Oh, exactly. I mean, all, the, all of his points really were in the first half. It was kind of disappointing when you watch the whole game. But just looking at the stat line, super impressive. That's why they paid him $60 million. Yeah. A guy I'm not really sold on just yet is Josh Palmer. You know, he's young. He'll, he still has a whole year ahead of him. He had that touchdown save he his does. whole game. Yeah, that that I, I was actually saying to Sandy up between, before that, like right before that play, right. I was like ripped to everybody that started him because everyone thought mm-hmm. he was going to get 10 to 12 points. Right. And that touchdown saved his and, game, which 13 isn't and bad. And look but, at the numbers. You know, he had eight targets. That's good. That's a, right at where you thought he would get. But, yeah, not a lot of yards. And the touchdown definitely saved his numbers. Yep. I'm just not ready to say Josh Palmer is, you know, irrelevant because clearly he is. But well, is Keenan, Allen, Keenan Allen might be coming back right. in the next week or two. Dynasty, and, yeah. you know, obviously Josh Palmer has got a bright future. And exactly. a redraft, it's still very gray. Gerald know? Everett was the best part of the Chargers offense until yeah. he uh, gave up that interception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which, 
you know, say what you want about that one. The thing is, he wanted to be taken out on that play. He was gassed. It right. was I'm not trying to make excuses for him, though. That's and it why was I don't a like miscommunication on... Let's not only put it on Everett. Like, yes, it was a miscommunication, but... Right. You know, Herbert never should have thrown that ball, even if he was expecting him to do something else. Something that kind of shocked mm-hmm. me was... I don't want to see. How, I don't want to say how bad Eckler looked because at the end he started catching a lot of passes, but his game got saved by nine of ten receptions. Oh yeah, fourteen carries for thirty nine yards. Exactly, that it's is definitely a, a committee to be a top five pick in a lot of drafts like yeah. he was. This isn't getting it done. Most people, or not going to say most, but some people were taking Eckler over Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson. And Cooper Cup. He went third in that's, our draft. That's yes. scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody saw the potential in the last last year. He was number two overall. Two years ago, he was number four overall. You know right. you can get that kind of performance out of him. But I think but, we, we said before the season started, mm-hmm. we were a little concerned about the touchdown regression. And exactly. we're already seeing it, are we not? Well, he's not getting any of those red zone looks. Sony Michelle's getting Yeah, those. the very first goal line attempt was to Sony Michelle. Exactly. And they had a whole quarter break to change their mind, mm-hmm. and then they kept Sony in the game. That's that's That personally scares me for Eckler. I do think the receiving work is going to be huge for him, but that 14 for 39 yards yeah, is scary. Yeah, he's not been effective. And they're not going to use him in that role for much longer, it mm. seems like. It's kind of disappointing. Yep. Outside of everyone else, you know, the only other guy maybe of note would be Travis Kelsey. You know, yeah. five of seven, quite yep. a pretty quiet game for his standards. You know, is that a red flag? Absolutely not. You know, everyone's going to have a bad game here and there. I wouldn't even say it was a bad game. He got absolutely body slammed on what could have mm. been a touchdown. Derwin so, James exactly. with a WWE move. That was the best play of the game for me. He he literally suplexed this Yeah, game. he comes out with 16 points instead of 10 with that. So, I mean, that's absolutely – he's a locked and loaded starter every week. It's sad when, when Kelsey 10 points is – His floor. Is, it's his literal floor. Yeah, it's about as bad as you're going to get. And they still were involving Noah Gray mm. and Justin, Justin Watson. Watson. Yeah. And these big body guys, I like the new Chiefs offense. Nicole yep. Hardman's going to continue doing his thing. He's going to catch one or two big balls, and and that's going to be the offense. But yeah. Juju is going to have to step up if if yeah. this Chiefs offense wants to be prolific. Yep. Which you have the best quarterback in the game, you got to use your receivers. I yep. think uh, we've covered this game to to death. Let's go ahead and Absolutely. talk about some uh, news for the week, some injuries. Yeah, and we'll we'll fade that into at the end of the game, kind of what happened there with Herbert. Probably multiple broken ribs, but. That's something, as you, as you saw at the end of the game, he played through it. He'll probably still play next week because he gets a little bit longer longer rest. Yeah, I mean, the only thing why I would say otherwise is because they are, if I'm correct, it was Jacksonville next week. Mm. So I could see them maybe as precautionary, to, you know, holding them out. But, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on him. Ribs are not something to play around with if they were serious enough. It did look like he was in noticeable pain. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a man's game, you know. Yep. Those was, type of injuries you can play through. He was very much down bad at the end of that game. He had that third and two, and he had nothing in him. He couldn't get. He couldn't even throw the ball away. Yeah. But then he turns around and throws an absolute he dart. Exactly. He threw a dime. He's got hurt for sure. Yeah, he's a dog. Let's talk about um, first up. Maybe one of the biggest ones, Camara. Um, questionable with uh, another rib injury. Missing more practice. Yeah, missing practice. This one scares me because of what he didn't do last week, his lack thereof production. And they signed uh, Latavius Murray yeah. to the practice squad. Yeah, this one scares me a lot. Yeah, I mean, Kamara, I don't know if I want to jump on it 100% to not play, but it's just trending in that direction. If you this have more ribs, if you have some options, you know, keep them around on your flex. I would be weary of starting him this week. I wouldn't trust him this week. I also yeah. look for this to be another Taysom Hill game because yeah. for some reason New Orleans always has the Tampa Bay or at least mm-hmm. Tom Brady's number. So yeah. look for them to at least shut down Kamara if he's out there yeah. and he's banged up. And Tampa Bay's defensive line and linebackers I think are really good. So, yeah. I mean, look what they did to Zeke and Pollard. Completely exactly. shut him down. I think uh, one of the biggest next guys is going to be DeAndre Swift. Questionable with an ankle, but I have seen reports he is going to play. <laughs> so I, I think he's playing, but maybe you're going to start him regardless, though. It's probably. ankle, anything leg-related or foot-related as a running back is always something to keep an eye on. You know, Swift does come off of a massive game, but that ankle, you know, going into this, you want to protect him. Do they play him? I yeah, would think so. They do. It looks like he's going to play. I would start him because you can't not start him. The thing that honest. scares you is 
they pretty much already came out that they probably won't officially say anything until roughly about 90 minutes before kick out. Yeah, lower your expectations. Look at last year in the two games that were, I'm not going to count the Chicago game last year, but the last two games of the year, they said they were going to give him the workload. He got four carries and seven carries. He scored a touchdown in one of those games, so that was good. But, I mean, lower the ceiling for him and play Jamal Williams. It's going to be a high-scoring game either way. Yeah, yep. I mean, I still probably start him if you have him, but maybe not scoring 26 points this week. No. Maybe, maybe take that down by about 12 to, I mean, he to could, If he gets that's 10 fine. points, that's a Yeah, which you're still fine with that. Um, some guys that, that look to be completely out, Chris Godwin hamstring, don't start him. Definitely. Um, and then a couple guys we think will definitely play. Najee Harris looks like he's healed from that foot. Yep. T. Scary. Higgins has... Looks like he's fully practiced on Friday, so probably a start yeah, for him. And concussions, in my honest opinion, when I watched that game Sunday, you know, he looked a little shaken up, but it didn't look like it was a super serious concussion. Yeah, he's able to walk. So, off. yeah, I mean, he's a guy I feel like if he was full participant today, he's probably going to be good for Sunday. Oh, yeah. I look forward to a big game for Higgins against the Cowboys, too. Yep. Uh, Kittle, we're still, still scaring me. Don't trust him this Quad week. Quad is scary, dude. They're going to play in the rain again. If yep. you have options, I would probably do that than go with George Kittle. I mean, he, he uh, came back to practice today, but he hasn't even been in practice mm. the uh, past couple of days, and that's very concerning. He's still scaring me. What about Lenny? Yeah, Leonard Fournette, he had a questionable mark on him. It does seem like there's a good chance he'll play. Um, you know, it's just he did have a pretty decent workload that week one. You know, and he is a bigger back, so and it's a hammy. Yeah, mm-hmm. hamstrings just like a foot injury. You just don't want to mess with those, right? And you know, they've already been talking big about Rashad White, so you know it may be in their best interest, especially because you know it is a matchup against New Orleans. It is a you know divisional matchup. You'll probably see Leonard Fournette. I would say play, mm-hmm. but be careful. It's going to be a tough ga- tough game for Buccaneers, in yeah. my opinion. A yep. real tough game. I absolutely think so. Uh, Lazard questionable. We still don't know what's going on there. He I might think play. he's going to play. He might play. He looked good in practice. Uh, Rondell Moore is still out, so uh, Hollywood Brown probably gets an uptick. Uh, might even Zach see uh, Dorch keep his pace going. Yep. If Dorch, he was a guy you right. might have looked at mm-hmm. waiver wire, you'd yep. probably want to consider starting him. Yeah, if you're, if you're holding on to you know a guy who's injured and you need to flex, definitely go ahead and put Dorch in there because he might sure. get 10 more targets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last guy I want to mention, KJ Handler has already been listed as out. So Drop him. Yeah, go ahead and dra- <laughs> not in dynasty, but yeah, yeah, if you if you have them in a in a redraft, drop them, and that means yeah. I think more up more upside for uh, for Sutton and Jerry Judy. Exactly. Yep. You guys uh, want to talk about? Uh, are there any more injuries, or we want to get into start them, sit them? That looks good to go. I think. Okay, so we got a little bit of a you know the start them, sit them. We're going to start with the uh, right. guys you definitely want to start this week. Uh, Nick, what about you first? My first guy I made the mistake last week, but I'm going to go ahead and do it this week. I'm going to start Christian Kirk. Yeah. Last week I played Elijah Moore over him and I deeply regret it because Kirk on 12 targets got 17 points and I really wouldn't have asked for more. And this week he plays Indianapolis and Indianapolis is banged up offense and defensively. Yeah. That's a great start. I mean, I like Kirk coming into the season as like a flex play, but man, if you're not super in these deeper leagues, like a 12 or 14, I'm comfortable starting as your wide receiver too. He right. is getting to that range where he is a you know reliable wide receiver too. Obviously, we don't want to overreact week one. You know, I think the biggest takeaway from that first week was the fact 6 to 12, and he still had 117. Yeah. So targets. you could take away amazing. four of those targets, and I'd still say he's productive, but that's not going to happen. He's going to be the number one ball getter there. How about an over under 60 yards? I go over. 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 All right, who's the next guy? Jake? Yeah, first guy I'm going to actually mention is Thielen. Um, I we think we all think this is going to be maybe the highest scoring game of the week. Yep. Um, I think for me, I'm confident in saying that Minnesota and Philadelphia Two should games be in a, a row for Philly. Yep. And I think you know, you know, he didn't even have a horrible stat line this week, just compared to what he normally does. It wasn't great. But I think maybe he bounces back this week in a high-scoring game and catches exactly. a touchdown. It was a weird game because Justin Jefferson got the two first-half touchdowns yep. because Adam Thielen was out there the whole time, right. 95% yep. of the snaps. Yep, He was efficient when he got the ball. He was 3 for 36 on four targets. I mean, this is just a bad game for a 32-year-old. But and if they score five touchdowns, I'll give one of those to Thielen. Right, you're banking on him yep. getting one. 
Thielen needs to get going. Yep. That that offense is going to need him because eventually, not saying Justin Jefferson's going to cool off anytime soon, but they will need that extra production from some of those other guys. They're going to have to balance it out. Yeah, and when they start, when teams start doubling Jefferson every play, then someone's got to be there, and he's he's been that the last two three years of his career. That's right. Who's the next guy, Sandy? You know, I kind of last second changed it. I was going to say Isaiah McKenzie. However, I like the upside for his tight end, Dawson Knox. Week Ooh, one, okay. we saw him absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. One yeah. catch, and it you know ended up being a penalty on that anyway. But, you know, this week, you know that he's hearing it. You know, as we all know, he got paid big the day, you know, pretty much the day before that game. So we knew the potential that he would be a part of that offense and a pretty big part of it. You know, you're still going to have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis getting the bulk of those targets. But Dawson Knox has got something to prove. I'm starting Knox this week. I love mm-hmm. Knox. I think that he has upside to get two or three touchdowns any given week, and he has a higher floor than last week. Last week they were playing Aaron Donald. Yeah. Right? That's not going to happen every week. And Dawson Knox, that, that's pretty good lock. I say he gets himself a touchdown, maybe five, six catches. He's mm. going to have a very great, you know, I wouldn't say a great game, but he's going to have a very good game, a great bounce back game. I mean, and Sandy yeah. are, are talking bounce back games right now with Thielen and Knox. I love I it. I like that. Yeah. I love it. Who's the next guy? Who's it on? Is it on me? Yeah. Who you got? AJ Dillon. Oh. AJ Dillon. Yeah. Very confident. I think confident. you start him every week from now on. Exactly. Yeah. The thing Dillon. is, talking about bounce backs, I do think that the Aaron Jones probably scores like 15 points this week, but that doesn't mean right. that Dillon won't yeah. as well. You look at that Green Bay <laughs> offense, they're about to go into Chicago yeah. and you don't, Chicago. you don't have a very trustworthy receiving core. Right. So you're going to have to get the other you know guy going. You got AJ Dillon who played just fine last week. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is a little bit disappointing. And I do see that changing this week as well. They could both get a touchdown and both be top 12 because yep. that's the kind of offense that they're going to need to have to win any games. It looks like, right. And A.J. Dillon shows how consistent he is every time they give him over 10 touches. Yeah. I I love these two. Like, as disappointing as 10 points was for Marin Jones last week, like, I, I said it last week, like, I would start these two if I had both of them. Mm. I would start one of my flex and one as my RB2, and I'd be content with That's that. That's super <laughs> confident. I mean, that, that's not a bad strategy. You, know, you look at a lot of handcuffs in the league. That's probably the best handcuff you that's could ever ask for. It's not even a handcuff anymore. Not. It's like, it's like it's a, a duo. perfect committee. It's a perfect side-by-side. They complement each other perfectly. O- over under 52 yards. Over. For A.J. Dillon or, yeah. or Aaron Jones? A.J. Dillon. A.J. Yeah. Dillon. I yeah. go over because if, if things rushing. get ugly too, which hopefully eventually you know Green Bay starts pulling away, then maybe they start rushing Dillon a little more at the end. And, mm. yeah, maybe he gets those 60, 70 yards easily. There you go. Who's your next guy, man? Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna start Cordero, even though I don't have him. But I, I at this point you can't not start him. He's literally going to feast until he gets injured. He's got to be locked in the lineup. Yeah, he's literally a flex every single week. Maybe RB two if you have him. Yeah, most leagues he was a guy that you picked up probably as a flex. You know, and that's where he's going to be at. He's a flex start. He's going to be consistent because that offense is still working a lot of things out. It's very young, very limited. Cordero Patterson is the guy that's going to be consistent for them. Right. Drake London is still still too young. No, I don't think he's going to get open against Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. This could be a Kyle Pitts comeback game. We need to see Kyle Pitts. Yeah. He, we are begging Kyle Pitts to just have a monster game. I want to see him get four touchdowns one game just to yeah. reconcile. Just to shut everybody up, yeah. man. He'd hit his peak. <laughs> I mean, he had one touchdown all of last year. Cordell's had, I mean, he could, have two, he could have two <laughs> touchdowns this game, and I wouldn't even bat an eye. I kind of wrote him off earlier in the year saying that I thought his production was going to dip a little bit just because right. he, from everything I heard coming out of a camp, they wanted him to transition a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at this point right now, early in the season, this is when you need to capitalize where he is still fresh. It looked like a fluke last year, and now you're looking at yeah. him this year, and he had 22 carries. It's That's not going to matter. If That's it, what I'm saying. I like, mean, just volume. Start wise. him while he's fresh, because exactly. come week five or six, when he has 20 carries every game and his body's banged up, yep. can't do it anymore. I love his schedule all season too, because they're playing a last place schedule. Right. It really, yeah. it looks, it looks promising if he does stay healthy. Yep. Yeah. He's quality. And I'm going to go back to the same Packers squad because guess oh, what? Baby. Chicago. And who, and who owns them? The owner is coming to town. The owner is returning, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. And he just comes off a very piss-poor week. And guess what? That's not happening again. Well, and to that, you remember what happened week one last year with the Packers when they got obliterated and Aaron Rodgers looked horrible? Exactly. And then what happened? He just comes back and does and it. And nobody, do. 
Nobody 26. needs to worry about yeah. Twenty six the next week against Detroit. Yeah. Nobody needs to worry about Aaron Rodgers in terms of his talent level or how good of the Packers offense really going to be because he's the back to back MVP. He just he, doesn't have you know maybe the best receiver in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's still Aaron Rodgers, and I still think he comes out here with at least twenty points. Yeah. Last year he had twenty three and twenty eight against them. Yeah. Go ahead and book yeah. it in. Book him. This is a stardom. If you have him, and I know you know mainly if you're. If you have Aaron Rodgers, he's probably already your starting QB. But it's, this is for all the skeptics out there. You know, one, right. one bad week, those who may not be familiar with the guy who's been an MVP, a Super Bowl champ, mm-hmm. you don't count him out. Be confident in your guys. Uh, Nick, who do you got next? I'm going to go with a guy I said was going to have a touchdown last week, and he ended up getting used a lot more than just that, and that's DJ Shark. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you called him for uh, any time touchdown prop. Yep. So I and like that. this week I see an over under of him for forty seven and a half yards. I'm gonna say he's gonna hit the over again. Yeah. He had fifty two yards last week. If he gets yeah. fifty two yards and eight targets a game, I'm I think everyone's gonna be pretty happy at least as a flex. Yeah, and I think we were talking about earlier. We said that the Minnesota Philadelphia could be the highest scoring game. Right. This game, Washington Detroit, could be a top three highest scoring game. It's From right what up we there. saw, with, you know, with these two teams Washington's and how offense how vol- yeah how volatile Wentz is going to be, he could easily come out and throw four touchdowns. Exactly. And so could Jared Goff. And so could Jared Goff. That's and the that's the thing. Part. Like yep. Shark, I really like him in this matchup. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, he's on my bench right now, and I'm really fighting the urge to. Okay, start if you're in my spot, it. are you going to play him over Brandon? I mean, here's Cook the thing. Coming out here right Christian now, saying start him. Torched Washington for. You know, for a ridiculous amount of of yards. So why is it? Why couldn't he's the, Word he's of the only guy who I'm debating playing him over? You, you're, mm. guess what? You have two matchups in both leagues. I'm in with you. Yep. Both of those matchups are very favorable. Take a chance. Why not? Right? Why not? Just I already got it. 25 from you're, Herbert. You're talking and about starting him. You might as well do it. Yeah, I'll play him over Brandon Cooks. I would love to I'll see that. it. There you go. That's the guy I was told you like to do that. it over because okay. I don't feel very good about Brandon Cooks, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. He hates Jake. Cooks. What about you? Yeah, uh, last guy, and we've talked about him so much, so it already feels like a broken record. But I'm I'm officially starting Michael Thomas this week because I didn't last week and it burned me. That could be some bad karma for me. I don't know if I should start him now. It, it it just it, it hurt it hurt seeing him on the on the bench with twenty two points because I was skeptical about the injuries. It was the same with Chris Godwin. I put him on the same tier. I didn't want to start him week one until we found out what he could do and if he was healthy. And right. clearly, he is healthy and he's a big part of this offense. Yep. And he'll remain that way. I think he could be a lock for eighty yards this week. Yeah, he'll get the targets. I think the targets will only continue to grow as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. That offense is going to need him. You know, Olave's just not there yet. He'll get there. Jarvis Landry's that perfect third option, mm. second mm-hmm. option right now, but he'll eventually be that perfect third option for you. That's going to be a really good receiving core. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Thomas just has to stay healthy, which if he looks as good as he does, hopefully that's the case. And, you know, we'll only see the production continue. Who's your last start? My last start. This one's like a guy off the wall here. I like Eno Benjamin for the Arizona Cardinals. That is a deep <laughs> shot. That's this is definitely wall. for those deeper leagues, and this is really only if you're truly desperate. I look at him last week. He ended up – let me get the numbers up here. But oh, he, he surprised him. me. Here's the thing. He came into that game, and his only attempts in everything he did, he was very efficient. He had four carries and 28 yards. You know, the carries could improve. James Conner is still going to get the bulk of those, but James Conner only had 10 carries. Yeah, well, because they were getting blown out, so they exactly. had to pass the ball. They were relying on the health of James Conner, too. Yeah. So right now with the depleted receiving core and with the fact that James Conner will need a spell, you know, Benjamin's a guy, you know, like I said, this is if you're more desperate and you need a guy to step up. I feel confident this week in him. I do believe, you know, he's going to be a guy in the passing game. He had three or four targets. And exactly. He had 33 mm-hmm. yards there. And 34% of the snaps. So in a third yeah. of the game, regardless, he got six points just receiving. So imagine if you go ahead and turn it up to three quarters of playing time. Let's say something happens. Or he exactly. breaks loose and gets two touchdowns like Dontrell Hilliard. I'm just saying, don't count it out. If you are in a bind, look at a guy like Eno Benjamin. He could save your week. Right. He could be real cheap in a DFS. That's a good bet. So we, we kind of knocked out the stardoms. What are the guys we're not looking at? Uh, the first guy I'm not going to want to play this week is going to be Robbie Anderson. I don't think he's going to do what he did last week. It's oh. the week one effect. I, I know earlier in the week, right after the game, I was feeling kind of, you know, I'm a big 
I like DJ Moore. I got him on a few teams. I have Christian McCaffrey, but never in my wildest dreams would I have Robbie Anderson. <laughs> and, of course, he's the one who gets the 75-yard bomb last week. Unreal. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen against the Giants. It's going to go back to DJ Moore. The pendulum was going to swing correct. Go ahead and bench Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robert Anderson. Yeah. And and the thing is, that offense, it it's horrifying to me until Baker kind of proves something, which I don't think Yeah, he looked happen. terrible. He yeah, he awful. looked horrible. Take that play away, and he's a scrub last week. The, the thing is, DJ Moore is clearly the better receiver. Everyone knows that. It's just Robbie Anderson. He, for some reason, always seems to turn up. Like, Lone coverage. He's the luckiest one. guy. He always does that. He does gets he one big play, and that's all he needs. And that's it's the hard part about a guy like him is you don't want to look at him and think that it's at all sustainable because history has kind of shown it's not. Over under 40 yards, I'm going under for I'm Robbie. I'm going under this week. Yeah, he's not getting the bomb again. Unless he gets the bomb, that's the only way he does get over that. Who's your sit? Jake? Yeah, I was looking at his history. I want to I go oh, yeah? through like some of these, some of his, his some week of his ones? weeks. Because I know they've been big. So week one last year, yeah, 12.7, <laughs> which was like his third biggest week of the year. Two yeah, years 20, ago. 2020, 25.4. He was great all the way through week seven. Really until the bye week. Like, all season he was kind of He phenomenal. just turns <laughs> up and like, you know, that's a guy, if he, if he snaps on like two or three games in a row and you could trade him, then go ahead and do it. Yeah, he's, he's not older. gonna. He's not gonna do that. The and he doesn't year. even like Baker, right? <laughs> or he says he does, but doesn't. I, I don't know what he leads. I don't all know if any wide likes. receivers like Baker. But Jake, who are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, Tyler Lockett. I mean, and as much as it pains me, because I I really have liked Lockett over his career. But to our point, he was one of my biggest fallers of the off season. I've yep. said that the whole off season. I hate him this year without Russell Wilson. And it just it's showed. A strong it. it just it just showed in week one. I don't hate him personally. I hate him without <laughs> Russell Wilson. I mean, he had four targets last week and played eighty percent of the snaps. Yeah, He's not getting the same looks with Geno Smith. It's just not it's happening. Not, I mean, look what he did. Geno Geno will make the play that they need, mm-hmm. but Tyler Lockett is that guy that you take a chance with, and Geno Smith just not at that comfort level where he can just take those shots. I was never comfortable with Tyler Lockett before he when he had Russell Wilson mm. because he's always so boomer bust. Yep. Even though he's had some times where he's like the second best receiver in the league for yeah. two months, yeah, he's always going to fall off at some point. The same time that Russ would fall off at the end of every season, just like Kyler does for some reason, and now he doesn't even have him anymore. I, I think mean, Lockett's a bench four for sure. for three for twenty eight yards. Do you drop him? No, I I, I would drop I him. do, I drop him in in smaller leagues in a in a, in a ten man in a ten man league. I drop you him. You could think about it, but the name itself lets you believe that he could maybe, still be. Maybe relevant. you could trade him, put I'd him rather, on the block. I'd rather have I DJ Chark, and that was a waiver wire pickup. Exactly. I would I would have made that deal ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is one that's going to hurt a lot of people out here on my pick. I don't believe James Robinson. Is gonna mm. have a good week this week. Oh, that's a bold one against the Colts. Yeah, I don't know. That's and they a bold still one. don't have Shaq, Shaq uh, Leonard. So who knows? That's a good question. It's gonna be questionable. And you look at James Robinson. You know he has the potential any week that he steps on the field right now because they love him for some reason. <laughs> but it I got mean, he carried. was efficient last week. He was two great. touchdowns though. Yeah, the two, two touchdowns. touchdowns just won't happen. He's not especially get the receiving two. one. They're he gonna might use get one. Again. He could get one. Exactly. Regression is coming, but he's still going to get his work. So he I agree. He played 49% of the snaps, yeah, too. That's wild. That right. is wild. I mean, that's maybe the most efficient week. Are you starting ETN? I always will probably say to start ETN over him because just yep. he's got that potential, the higher ceiling. James Robinson, we know what we're going to get out of him. It's just a question of, Will this be the week we get that? It's going to be a grind fest, in my opinion, and I think Jacksonville is going to win this game. Really? Yeah, and James Robinson, he's going to get like 20 carries, 60 yards. ETN will get the scores, and they'll win by a touchdown. Haven't the Colts, they haven't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville since, I thought it was like 2017. Oh yeah, well, it's a, it's yeah, a long it's a time since Last the Colts year, have beat them at Jacksonville. This should be a revenge game for the Colts, but everybody's hurt. Yeah, everybody except right. for Jonathan Taylor. So we'll see. Which yeah, is why, even hurt a little yeah, which is why it leads me to believe this is not the game for Robinson. This is a game if they do start getting up, 
They're going to want to look to ET- NTN. They're no going to want to get involved. No. Christian Kirk more. They're going to grind it out with yeah. the old reliable. I think they're going to go Robinson. He's going to be so annoying. And he, I agree. He's not going to be good for fantasy this week, but he will get, he's going to get some work. He'll get yards. He'll be fine with the yardage. I agree. He can get that at 60 yards, 66 yard. <laughs> oh yeah. But the scores are the only reason why his numbers looked as good as they were last week. Like exactly. Nick said, he might have 70 rushing yards, one catch for three yards and score you nine points. Yeah. Nick Chubb and you'll be had a hundred. 142 yards last week and only scored 15. That's such so, a that's that's Nick Chubb. Put though. that in perspective. If James Robinson, you take away the t- even one touchdown, but if you take away two, he's irrelevant. All right, and now we're going to bounce right back over to mine, and we're unfortunately going to talk about the Seahawks again, so we'll make this one be a little fast. DK Metcalf is my really? sit of the week, and I love DK. Yeah. This The only reason I'm saying DK this week is because it's going to be another slosh fest in the rain, Unreal. and I think it's going to be a Rashad Penny game. I was just about to say that a moment ago. I yeah. like Rashad Penny in this. It's just exactly. he's not a guy that I'm saying to start because he honestly already should be starting. Yeah, yeah. You might quality. be Rashad Penny might be a solid flex this week for 99% of the teams. Yeah, and I mean, what's scary for DK, he caught 7 of 7 last week for yeah. 36 yards. He's not going to catch 7 of 7 again. He might catch. He might catch seven of nine, but he could. He could do of seven 10. of seven. I'm concerned that the 36 yards might be the problem. There's every no. Week. There's going to be no deep bombs. I don't think he's going to catch seven to seven this week because I don't think Gino's going to be as accurate as he rain. was last week in the rain. He might be my start of the week in week three because it's Atlanta. So it's, it's <laughs> the pendulum for DK is going to be similar to a guy like it's Mike Williams, but his weather. floor is going to be so much worse. Yeah, that that offense is, and as good as they somehow looked. And somehow looked right. against Denver. How good the tight ends looked. Yeah, the tight ends looked amazing. <laughs> Will Disley, which somehow Parkinson. like Fant was somehow the worst tight end there, and he still didn't play horrible. But yeah, it's as bad as that offense looks. It just hurts, man, to see DK and Tyler fall so far I in really one wish year. If DK could have just been traded out of there, that would have made a them. lot of fantasy owners. Tyler happy. Lockett on right. any deep bomb team, trade Tyler Lockett to Kansas City and see what happens. That would be awesome. All right, who's our next sit of the week? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Robert Woods, and this is a guy that I kind of – and here's a guy that, that – He I deserves kind of, a fade. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of was like – I hyped him up for a late-round pick if you had him because I thought their targets were going to be there. And this this fifth-rounder – Yep, Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips, a fifth-rounder, just comes out of nowhere and had week. the biggest target share in that offense over Traylon Burks. Right. Well, I mean, huh. he, he even played a lot less than Traylon Burks. He huh. was out there for – the valuable targets late in that game for Tennessee to get him in field goal position, they were going to Kyle Phillips. That blew me away. That offense, it makes me shiver. Robert Woods. anybody on that team. Is it Robert Woods' health that's causing that, or is it the fact that a guy like Kyle Phillips just gets open? No, it shouldn't be, and that offense is just bad. And they like that. They like Woods' blocking ability. Like That's always been one of his – a plus skill traits like you can't overlook like that was why he was so valuable to the Rams and it hurt them and it hurts the running game to not have him and it's going to help Tennessee to have him the the biggest thing that helps Robert Woods this week is Buffalo if Tennessee comes out flat and Buffalo gets a lead and they have to start passing that yeah. could be the biggest thing that helps them. which I I still I think it's Kyle Phillips yeah it's going to be I Phillips and I think and, Burks gets some t- and maybe Hilliard who's going to lead him in yards this week I'm going to go Phillips. Phillips? Yeah, I'm going Phillips, uh, 60 yards. Uh, unless I could actually see Burks like ripping off a 50-yard gain, so maybe I'll go Burks. Sandy? I I don't really have a take on this one. <laughs> no. I like Kyle Phillips just because it was a guy I did try to pick up in on the waiver wire. Unreal. I like the nine targets week one. So, I mean, I see the potential in him a little bit more than Traylon Burks at this current point. That's crazy. All right, who's the next guy that you're sitting, Sandy? Another Russell Titan? Oh. Gage. Oh, Gage. Lord. And you know why? Yeah. They, that whole receiving core is banged up so bad. I don't even think they know who's going to be playing for mm-hmm. sure. You know, Julio's got a knee issue. Mike Evans has got a little bit of a, what was it, a, was it a hamstring issue? What, what was going on with It's him? always a hamstring yeah, with Mike Evans. Always. He's not even, he's questionable, but he's he'll be He's got a calf good. injury right now. It's, it, once you get to that age, you have anything minor, they're just going to let you not practice. That receiving core You have Brady scary. throwing to you, and you're one of the best receivers in the game. Russell Gage is the only one that scares me because with him being questionable, that's the main reason why I would say not play him. 
But also... The only hope is that he was going to have an opportunity with Godwin not being there. And Godwin's not there still, but he missed most of the last game and still didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Like three points. Yeah. To that point, like, and I think we've said, I kind of like New Orleans in this game, especially at New Orleans. Like, right. I think they they should win this game. Maybe Fournette gets some more passing work. Maybe what about Rashad White as a deep sleeper for some more passing work? I love work? Rashad White. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I'm maybe trying to trade for actively right now. Yep. He's definitely going to get used. Maybe that's a deep I sleeper we should look at. I was that's one of the guys I've been looking at for a while, and just because I do love Tampa Bay's offensive, you know, philosophy in general. Though Russell Gage, like I said, I come back to it. Yeah. He's just a guy I'm fading. I'm not yep. going to say don't absolutely start him because at the end of the day, if it comes out that, say, Julio doesn't play, and you already know with Godwin, you if know. If he's the only healthy receiver, then you, you kind of have to start him. But. but it's not even looking like he's going to be, yeah. so don't start him. I agree. All right. Should we start talking about some of the, the actual games here? Or should yeah. we? Yeah. we got uh, about 10, 15 minutes left here. Let's go ahead and start with Tampa Bay and New Orleans mm-hmm. since we're already yeah, there. We're talking about it. I'm going to go to New Orleans. Orleans. I've yeah. got New Orleans. Just going back to that same comment with the with the whole situation with the question marks around the health of Tampa Bay and being that New Orleans tends to have Tampa Bay's number. Exactly. I like New Orleans in this week. I don't know if there's any Bucks that I feel confident playing except for uh, and maybe not even if, yeah, he's, if he's injured. Yeah, I mean, really, when you're looking at it, Julio might have the most confidence in because Marshawn Lattimore has also had Mike Evans' number before. Right. right. Yeah. This, that that whole offense scares me. Um, now, Tampa Bay's defense is is really good, but I think New Orleans. I, you know, maybe Jameis comes out here as three touchdowns and an interception, and he just gets the job done. And then we also you have to factor in Taysom Hill. It's a revenge game for Jameis. Yeah. I go. I like New Orleans. Famous Jameis, baby. What's the next game? Minnesota and Philadelphia. And we, we all flagged. said highest scoring game of the week. We flagged it. Yeah. And we call it, we got last week's right. So we're, let's try to keep a streak here. Yeah. I'm calling Minnesota, Philadelphia, high scoring. This game is a game week. I'm going to definitely be watching for a lot of reasons. I like AJ Brown. Obviously I like Justin Jefferson. Right. I think Dalvin cook should be a little bit more involved. Yeah. He might get a score. He the should. Eagles, he they're should. a little bit harder. I think J- Jalen hurts has a solid game. I think he gets himself a rushing touchdown or two. Um, right. you know, it is going to be a higher scoring game and that's what we're here for. All right. You have to pick a guy to start this week, Jefferson or AJ Brown. Who's going to have a bigger game? Justin Jefferson. Yeah. You got to go JJ. Get out of here with that question. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, number wait, one receiver on, in the game. One. Hold on. Let's go. Um, let's go Dallas Goddard or Thielen in a flex. Oh, oh that's Thielen. tough. That's real tough. Like that? I might Thielen have to go with flex. Goddard because I think Goddard might have more volume. In a in a safe role, no matter how this game goes for Philly. Here's why I disagree. Dallas Goddard is your tight end. He is a starting tight end. I don't care what league you're in. Yeah, he shouldn't. You're be not going to have a better tight end on your team than Dallas Goddard. So that's been. not even an argument. That's not even a question. Well, I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say Thielen or Devonta because Devonta. I mean, that, that's a that's a fair. How? Ooh, that's not fair. Jalen Rager. No, or get out of here, Jalen. Hey, get out of here. He's an Did it is you a revenge hear? game. Did you hear? Yeah, he said, oh, I, I, I treat here. this as a revenge game. What, what is it a revenge game at this get point? Here. Exactly. Here's a, here's a good question, though, and going back to Devonta with the goose egg from last week, mm-hmm. does he score over 10 points this week? Devonta, I can see it. Yeah, I'd say he's going to have to really? bounce back. He bounce could back. go four for 60 or five for 70 in a score, and I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. He's still a great wide receiver. Yeah. I don't – like, he fell off hard, and it did not help his situation. I don't think they're going to – they're not going to be in the same spot they were last week where Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, Miles right. Sanders all, all get a rushing right. score. Yeah, I see no it being way. like a Miles Sanders type of game, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't even like any of the running backs for the Eagles this game. I, I think, think they're going to have to throw it. I love A.J. Brown every week. I like. I would start every receiver that you're going to roster for the Eagles and mm-hmm. the Vikings. Yep. Here's yep. another game that I think could be maybe the second highest scoring game of the week. Right. Washington and Detroit. That's a crazy yeah. sentence we just had there. One of the highest scoring, yeah. Washington and Detroit. I can remember us absolutely, if you saw those teams come up, well, that's about to be a low scoring game. Yeah. They both 
have surprise. Well, I don't want to say Detroit has a surprising offense. Washington has a surprising <laughs> offense. They looked awesome last week. All the broad receivers did. Terry McLaurin was their worst producing receiver. And we all know he's their best. I mean, he got the bag this offseason. Curtis Samuel got paid last offseason, and he looked great. Jahan Dotson had two touchdown you know, yeah. catches in yeah. his debut. Carson Wentz is going to sling it. Yeah, he's I, way better. I legit think, I think Carson gets four touchdowns and wow. two to three interceptions this week. Oh, that's just how sure. okay, okay. You had me in the that. first half. Yeah, I can see that. He's gonna legit <laughs> sling. He's gonna sling like three touchdowns and rush in another, and then throw two to three picks. The biggest difference maker in this game, in terms of if the Lions win or not, is all the way on DeAndre Swift. Mm. So if he's yeah. playing and he's healthy, they're gonna use him. You know, we were talking about him earlier. I think he, if he comes in healthy, the Lions are gonna win. Does Antonio Gibson have a chance at repeating okay. what he did week one? I if his over under is sixty yards rushing, I'm going under. I mean, he had 58 yards last week on 14 attempts, and the receiving yeah, seven of eight targets, huge. 72 yards. And we thought that, that was, was going to be we that thought that number, was going to be not e- not him getting the receiving now, work. You know, that number I don't think is staying the same. I think the yards could very well be there, but the receiving I don't think I think that comes I think that gets cut in half. I think Gibson comes back to earth a little bit, and he's probably going to get him. He's going to be a good flex for you this week. The big question for me for you guys: Amon Ross, St. Brown, or Terry McLaurin? Who has a bigger game? Amon Ross. Amon Ross. Ooh, all right. What about DJ Chark or T- or Terry McLaurin? Because we all love DJ Chark. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go on a limb and say I think Curtis Samuel could potentially be really? the target guy again. It's a yeah. different scenario. We had Taylor Heineke throwing to you know Terry McLaurin. We have a brand new quarterback this year. Curtis Samuel's healthy. He saw the targets week one. I like his potential more than I like Terry McLaurin even really? this week. Really, and they're going to give him wow. some running attempts too. Never did I think I would say that there are potentially three wide receivers in Washington that if you need to in a deeper league, you could start them at flex. That no, is I ridiculous. Even say a deeper league. Because, I mean, with John Dotson, his numbers definitely were skewed with the fact he had two touchdowns. With still the other guys, yeah. some time on they're target guys. In a 12 league, like, you kind of might have to start a, a Dotson in your flex. Pablo. Old cat here. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to get on the pot again. He's always trying to get on here. But we like two of the Lions wide receivers. Yep. We like three of Washington's wide receivers. We <laughs> like both insane. running backs. I mean, I, when's the last time you could say that about these two teams? But hopefully you don't have to play Wentz or Goff, right? Yeah, it's just too Ooh. volatile. That's a, like Wentz could have four touchdowns, but he this, and as much as you say this could be a high-scoring game, these quarterbacks could come out and absolutely stink it up and have three turnovers <laughs> each, would, and this could be like ten to ten. I'm playing Washington's defense in this game. Yeah. It, it, Ooh, as much as we think it can Tough. be a high-scoring game, it, this is the only game that I could either think is going to be really one of the lowest-scoring lowest games of the week or one of the highest-scoring. This games is a boomer bust exactly. yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to move on to uh, Patriots-Steelers? Mm. Ooh, we got a little battle here. I'm a Steelers fan. Pats Nation. Pats fan? Absolutely, baby. Hey, Mike Jones is reason, back in practice. I, for some reason, think Pittsburgh, and it's at Pittsburgh, so. I'm a, I'll say I think Pittsburgh they will probably yeah. win, even I as a won. Pats fan. I mean, yeah. I mean, no no Watt is going to hurt them, but. Good news for the Patriots. Mac Jones, you know, was full practice. Thank God. There was some questions about his back. I think he'll be fine. I think this is, of all guys, Ramondre, this is his breakout game. Because the one thing that Steelers always struggle with is the run defense. So you would play Ramondre over Damian Harris? That was my big question. I do. I would, at this point, every game, I would probably take Ramondre just because there's that extra factor. I think the receiving game's a little bit still better, even if the numbers right now say otherwise. And you don't have Tom Montgomery anymore. He was the only touchdown scorer for the Patriots last week. Do you know the over-under on this game? It's probably not. not that it's good. This, it might, be this good. might be one of the lowest scoring. I'll go for the, the under just because yeah. Mac I don't Jones even know versus Trubisky. I don't even know what the under is, but I'm probably taking it. Najee is injured. Everyone yeah. loved to pick up Jalen Warren this, this week. I think it'll be, be okay. Game. It's not. This could legit be like a 13 to 12 type of game. Like just ridiculous, weird stuff. This is a game you watch as a football fan, not as a fantasy fan, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. This isn't, yeah, this. I, I don't start anybody confidently from either of these two offenses besides maybe Deontay Johnson. Pat and, Fryermuth. If yeah, Najee's healthy. Yeah. So, but 
I'm yeah. not even starting Hunter. I'm not calling for a Hunter Henry touchdown this I'm week. Not. <laughs> nope. You can't do it. You That's got 50-50. me in last week, and uh, you reeled me in. And yeah. Don't get me wrong. You, you steered me away from a zero-point Irv Smith performance, and, yeah. but I can't really say it was much better. Four points. It'll, he'll have brighter <laughs> days ahead. This Mac Jones hurt against the Steelers. Not this week. What's nope. next? A little Miami? bit more of a, a fun matchup. Miami and Baltimore. I love this I matchup. Should, yeah, this would be a fun game. This is honestly my favorite matchup of the week. As much as I like that Philly-Minnesota game, I love this Ravens. Dolphins game just because we saw Miami week one they dismantled the Patriots yeah. you know in every faucet of the game we're gonna see if they're if they're actually for real if they come in yeah. here and beat Baltimore at Baltimore then statement. we're gonna see if they're for real or not who and has more passing yards between these quarterbacks oh god Lamar Lamar surprisingly really? enough yeah. it'll be Lamar yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it, I think it could be Lamar too if if you're looking at the Ravens side of the ball I'm not starting any of the running backs you know obviously Mark Dobbins Andrews might play I'm not starting I'm not Dobbins. I wouldn't. It. I don't think I would start him until we know what he's going to do. But he if might he, play this. If week. he plays, that's going to be only beneficial for the Ravens, 100. percent But you know, it's too scary to get him in there all in your fantasy lineup just yet. Chase Edmonds could have a good week. Bang um, him in the lineup. This is a time to trade for him before the game happens. Bateman or Bateman. Waddle? In this case, Waddle. I still. Like, I go Waddle. This Absolutely. is a tough one. This is probably be the best comparison we've done today. Mm. Waddle probably gets the edge. Just because of the fact Bateman banked on a big throw yeah, to yeah. get that was, number. They both yeah, technically, they both did. They both, yeah, they both did. That's what I'm saying. That's a good comparison because they one's the one receiver targets. one, one's the wide receiver two. They both had five targets. I and think and Baltimore's defenses should be a little, a little bit a little harder bit on Tyree Kill, though. I yep. think that's the guy they're worried about. Jalen Waddle will be I able to I think Tyree Kill's going to cook Marlon Humphrey. Ooh. I'm not worried about yeah. Tyree Kill this game. I think this might be one of those games where the Ravens are going to have to be throwing the ball a lot more than the – than the Dolphins are. So maybe I will go Bateman. Mm. Now they're really mm. looking at it. And because I think he's going to end up being a target hog this week. Last wow. week he was two for 59. Right. And it was the first game of the year against the Jets. And they knew they were going to win. Right. If they're coming back in this game, him and Mark Andrews, I, I think both could get over 60, 70 yards. Well, wow. uh, cool. Last one we have on our list, though, is Arizona and Las Vegas. And this is a big matchup, too. Yeah. I think... Arizona is very disappointing against Kansas City last week. I think they look to bounce back, but I don't think they get the win. Vegas yeah. looked really good against the Chargers and came up short. It is at LA, or excuse me, LV, the mm-hmm. old Las Vegas. Vegas. And mm-hmm. Kyler just doesn't have enough weapons right now. You know, I mentioned yep. if you're digging in your bag for a guy like, you know, Benjamin, that's not a great sign. You know, I can't say a ton for the Raiders. You know, we need to see Hunter Renfro be a little bit more involved. We need to see Josh Jacobs step up a little bit. Right now, it's the Devontae Adams show, and it's probably going to continue that way. Yeah, I like Vegas a lot this week. I almost was going to say Renfro is a stardom, even though he burned me last week. But I do think, similar to Thielen, he has a bounce-back game because they are not – not going to say they're not, but they should not be force-feeding the ball to Devontae like they did last week. They're going to have to switch it up. I will say, fun fact on this, Devontae – Adams, did you hear the news? This is going to be the very first game his parents have ever attended in his NFL career. Yeah, Devontae's going to have 18 targets this week. He had 17 last week. He'll get 18 He might this week. have a career day. Yeah. So, you Josh know. Josh Jacobs right now, over under 61 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the under, dude. I'm going under. I'll take the, the over offense. on it. I just don't like Josh Jacobs. I don't like that offense outside of Devontae. Eight the, the 10 carries last week when they were losing was kind of encouraging, but at the same time, you know, Arizona's be- defense is all kinds of beat up. So I'll give him a, I'll give him like two good, big, long runs and say he gets about 75. This might be the this or that of the week right here. Okay. Quick one in this game. Zach Ertz or Darren Waller? Waller. Bang. Ooh. They, Zach Ortz outscored him last week, even though they were down a lot. Oh, man. Darren Waller, Actually, just because of the appeal. They, threw the, they scored the exact same, 11-5 and 11-9. Still Waller. Waller. Wow. With Devontae getting 18 targets, still yeah. Waller. I think Waller uh, and Zach Ertz is he, getting all the targets. Besides he Mark lost that on an easy touchdown last week. Waller yeah. did. He could have had a bigger game. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. I like, I like, Z- I like he was them both. injured last week. So. I like them both. You're going to start them either way because they're both your tight end ones more than likely, right? Um, depending on how deep your league is. Um, yeah, to kind of transition, another this or that, I kind of want to gauge your interest on. This week, you know, very similar projections in a game I don't really like. The Jets versus Cleveland. Do you take Amari Cooper or Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore. He's got, a, he's got a way higher floor. He's got more juice. 
I do like the bounce back game for Amari Cooper. We talk about it. It's just, this will be one of his couple games where he'll go for like 15. <laughs> That's true. Pretty much every other game for Amari, you can just say he's going to score 15. Sandy, so it sounds like you got some this or that for us. Yeah, that was a starter one. Okay, yep. Let's get into it then. Um, another this or that. Do you go, if you were looking at the Atlanta, you know, LA game, do you go Allen Robinson or Drake London? Allen Robinson, bounce back. We've been talking yeah, about I it. I tend to as well. I like London, though, because he has a high floor already. We've seen that. But, right. yeah, especially going against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, even though he got torched. But T. Higgins or C.D. Lamb? Ugh. Higgins. That's good, too. Because I think Higgins is going to have a big yeah. game. If he's, if he's healthy, then I'm going Higgins Cooper as well. Cooper Rush ain't going to get it done. Yeah. I had one earlier. You know, I like Brandon Cooks, mm. but... This one's a tough. I'm trying to keep it within the same kind of matchups, but I, you know, this one is kind of tough. Jerry Judy or Brandon Cooks? I'm gonna go Brandon Cooks because I don't think Judy's gonna get a 60-yard bomb touch. Good old Pablo. He doesn't yeah. like Jerry Judy either this week. I actually, I'm actually gonna go Judy as much as a Judy hater I am. I think Judy. Yeah. I think Judy still gets. He doesn't get the 70-yard bomb, but maybe he still gets those targets. Some PPR monster. Yeah. Alan Lazard, or. Darnell Mooney. That's disgusting. Yeah, that is is filthy. I don't Uh, want any either of those guys. I'm I'm going to go with Lazard. Until I see that uh, Darnell Mooney actually has it in him or that the Justin Fields, Chicago Bears offense actually has some passing upside to it. That's not the Dante Pettis. I mean, if if Lazard starts, then I probably go Lazard. Yeah, that always is going to depend on his health, too. Right. Um, Besides that one... Devin Singletary. That's <laughs> gross already. Uh, it's already bad. Or Isaiah McKenzie, if you're looking at a flex. Okay, flex. Oh, if I'm uh, looking at that, I'll go Singletary based on absolute volume. Yeah, it's like safe you go Singletary, but for a boom, then maybe you go McKenzie. I'd probably go Singletary. McKenzie was my favorite week one guy, but now that the week one magic has worn off, I need to see it more. Mm. I definitely saw the touchdown coming, though. I guess I knew that his, who in his family was pregnant. Right. I guess I was like psychic about it or something. <laughs> um, other than that, that's that's all the this or that I got. You got any, Jake? I want to do let's do – let's do a quarterback. Okay. okay, Jared Goff or Carson Wentz? Oh God, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Unfortunately, I mean, he had twenty nine fantasy points last yeah. week. That is just ridiculous. But he's the type of guy we know that could have five. He could have four right. picks and two fumbles mm-hmm. easily. Right. Absolutely, he could have a Joe Burrow game like right. last week. Five turnovers, pretty much in the first half. You know what's crazy about that? You know what's the most crazy part about that game, regardless of like what ended up happening? Joe Burrow was number nine in fantasy. With five, he still scored oh, yeah, 20 yeah, fantasy yeah. points. Jamar Chase is that good. Yes. Other than that, that's all I got for today. That's all I got. That's all I got. I mean, we're super excited for Sunday, boys. So, Oof, I don't wait. know about you all, but it is Friday night. We got an early uh, UK Cats game in the morning that's at right. uh, old right. noon. But tonight, it is Friday. It is the weekend. It's time to enjoy a beer. That's right, baby. We'll see you Sunday. We're going to be back recording a. Right before the games come out, some last-minute start-sit decisions, game picks. We're going to go through it all. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.